Hello and welcome to Ashes of the Imperium, a 40k podcast from sunny England. My name is Dan. And I'm Steve. Join us as we explore the 41st millennium in all its glory, as we talk narrative gaming, Warhammer lore and awesome hobby. From the grim dark corners of Imperial Hives to the outer reaches of Xenos infested space. Welcome to the Ashes of the Imperium. Hello and welcome to Ashes of the Imperium. My name is Dan and as ever, I'm joined by the wonderful Steve. How are you, Steve? Yeah, very good. Very good. Fantastic. Well, we are fast approaching uh, December at the time of recording uh, and we've decided to take a bit of a break from our Octarius coverage, um, our, our ongoing Octarius coverage, I should mention, because uh, we've got book two to talk about, Critical Mass. And we've also got the new Flashpoint in White Dwarf to talk about with some lovely Orc conversions. Uh, but before we do that, we thought we'd take a bit of a break to fr- from that uh, theme to talk about uh, the kind of up- upcoming Christmas holidays, uh, what our plans are for the, the Christmas break, and also whether you know that ties into any of our plans for uh, 2022. I think we're now in, goodness gracious, 2022. You know, 2020 just kind of flew past, didn't it? Uh, so it, I keep forgetting what year we're in. <laughs> it's your age, Dan. It's your age. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, or you know, a global campaign and lockdowns, whatever. One of those two. Uh, so, Steve, we, we have had uh, Christmas boxes uh, released. And so maybe we can talk a little bit about those. Um, are there any of those that kind of catch your eye? Well, I was kind of hoping and dreading all at the same time, Um that there wouldn't be anything that was going to drag me in or if it did it was going to have to be big time um and i have to say no no none, none of them no nothing made, at all didn't make my uh wallet twitch okay okay that's interesting uh, especially for someone you know you're quite you're not quite as much of a hobby butterfly as i am but you, you do quite like a, a project a little standalone project don't you i do i do i, I guess this 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 the, the sisters box, I, I think, out of all of them, really does feel like a, a great starting place. Yeah, still, st- still got my old metals. And, you do, uh, don't you? So it seems and, a bit of a shame to kind of, unless you were going to go all in and do the whole brand new full plastic range. And that's the thing. It's kind of like I've, I've, I've kind of got a little bit of loyalty to the metals, even though yes, there's repetitive poses and all that. Um, and the new models are just, are just fabulous. I think you know. It's probably one of the better reimaginings of that we've had for 40k. Um, not necessarily sold 100% on the kind of walkers, um, the, the aesthetic of them maybe, but the vehicles are fab. And, you know, oh, those vehicles are stunning, aren't they? Yeah, I, I do enjoy a good tank, as you as we all know. <laughs> <laughs> your your tanks were getting some attention on Instagram yesterday, actually. Oh, uh, we posted the shot of Steve's fantastic Talon army, and uh, lots of people were saying lovely things about them. Brilliant! No, I'm asking uh, for new more pictures, Steve. So I'll be pestering oh. you for some photographs. Right. Okay. No problem. No problem. Um, yeah. So I think, but but I think for me, then that drags me into probably lots of other questions about how I set up a new army project. And I just don't think I'm ready for sisters just yet. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Uh, just that. How about you, Dan? What were those sets? Was it that got you twitching or not? Um, in a similar way, actually, I, I quite like the sisters one. Um, specifically because I, I don't have any sisters of battle models or adeptus sororitas as, as they now are. So I was kind of thinking that I'd, I'd kind of got off scot-free, much like <laughs> yourself, because it's always a bit dangerous this time of year when they release battle forces, isn't it? You think, oh, actually, maybe I could just... 
maybe if I just bought a couple of those. And I bought a couple of the uh, Astra Militarum um, uh, Bastion forces last year, and they're still on the shelf. And I've used, I think I've used a couple of torsos um, from a couple of the Cadian infantry sets to convert into Praetorians with some 3D printed pith helmets. Um, right. And that's about it, really. And a Sentinel for my Steel Legion. <laughs> so, right. like, two battle forces from last year just sat on the shelf, and I've built a Sentinel. It's just not really very economic, is it? Well, the value's still there, isn't oh, it? Oh, the value is undoubtedly still there, but yeah. only if you use them, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 The only other one I think that I would uh, do is the Orc one, the Kildaka yeah. Warband. Um, and I think that, that it does actually fit quite well into my plans for uh, a small Blood Axe force. Uh, but equally, I am considering keeping that Blood Ox Force just as a, a kill team. Right. OK. Yeah, it, it does seem to be a couple of my mates have kind of dipped their toe in the Orcs. And then before you know it, Danny's got 308 infantry. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a tricky thing. And and the clans are so characterful. You know, I've been working on my snake bites and I haven't even done my snake bites yet. I haven't even finished that project. So why would I start a brand new Blood Axe army entirely when i haven't even finished my snake bite army which which i could keep at you know i i, I probably have about 50 power or so anyway at, well at least um so i think i may i may keep that as a kind of crusady style force for now um but I, I do i do hope to kind of finish that off over the christmas period and um and then i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure what i'm gonna be doing for 2021 i may uh well, this what do you think it's yeah well sorry that's this year isn't it 2022 even i'm not yeah. not 100 percent sure is there anything that you've You've got in mind? Yeah. So I've been circling around this army for a little while now. And um, as listeners past may know, is I do enjoy some backstory. Um, maybe not. You are you to... are you are known for um, for the occasional backstory, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, I don't. I, I wish I could, but I don't write um, chapters and chapters of story because writing's not my strong point. Um, so but I, no, I kinda... i'm much more of a fan of kind of coloring in and stuff like that personally yeah. <laughs> yes yeah pick pictures coloring photos <laughs> the, odd, the odd video that's fine i could even uh, get the uh <laughs> crayons in between the lines you know <laughs> yeah so it's a shame photos. the same can't be said for my painting really <laughs> Maybe that's it. It's, it's Citadel that's crayons. a bit ambitious. Citadel yeah. crayons. That'll be right up my street. Well within my <laughs> skill set. <laughs> uh, contrast crayons for beginners. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's the uh, <laughs> that's, that's the Games Workshop product aimed squarely at my uh, my skill <laughs> level. Yeah. So I, I think for me, what I've got to have in place is um, how am I going to make the army mine? As in something I'm excited about. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be 100% converted throughout. Um, and in some ways, you know, it doesn't have to be. It's sort of picking those types of units. And I think this is which gets me in trouble sometimes when I'm sort of playing games is that, you know, I will theme the army unit choice to, you know, where I think they fight, how they fight, the world they come from, the world they're going to, you know, all of those things and that will probably mean they won't be efficient <laughs> if you like but as in it, points you know kind of strong as it were yeah yeah why have you picked that unit because the other one's the same power level but it's actually better so it's that kind of thing so but to be fair i do not go to match play events that's, that's just not that's not your game is it that's not how no. you that's not your vibe steve we all know that <laughs> 
yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, my, the games I play with my mates and that, you know, it, it is about we'll have a build up about the story. That someone might make a unique piece of scenery or unique objectives just for that game. You know, the game starts as soon as we agree a date. That's the fun thing for me. So my new army choice has been an army I've always kind of liked, but just couldn't get a hook for them. And, and why is that? What What is it that's pre- prevented you from doing that, do you think? So the army is Gene Steeler Cult. And for me, it was deciding, you know, because the cult itself, as we all know, is actually just ordinary citizens that become corrupted, that follow this sort of, you know, church uh, that's going to absolutely uh, bring them out of their awful lives and for me it's understanding what their earlier lives were now a lot of the models are armed with drills and saws and we've got rock grinders so we definitely get this kind of vibe that they are miners as such and for me it was i just kind of kept circling around going i don't really want to have like your traditional kind of coal miners or gold miners under the ground deep underground kind of thing because for me i just couldn't build scenery for that you okay you might have a mine head or whatever that but it was just kind of like you don't want to collect an army of wombles that's what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) only people of a certain generation will get that (laughs) exactly exactly and i'm surprised you do dan (laughs) well that's true that's true Uh, i'm old before my time mate yeah too much time hanging out with you yeah well yeah exactly Exactly. <laughs> uh, but you're uh, right you know we, we do you remember we spoke about um uh lumberjacks didn't we <laughs> the yeah. lumberjack gene silicone yeah yeah which i've yet to do with their you know, red <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, they're red uh, they're red uh, um uh, cut shirts and their fur hats absolutely yeah that's right. definitely a mood isn't it a lumberjack gene silicone yeah yeah definitely um so so it, it kept circling around and kept saying well you know, do I want to change them all the weapons? You know, are they then going to be kind of like an oil refinery? And you think, well, that would be great fun to play on. But you don't need drills and saws and oil. well, saws maybe, but you don't need drills and an oil refinery or hand drills. No, maybe maybe one large one, but you know, yeah, yeah, not, <laughs> not hand portable. And then the kind of the penny dropped, and it was suddenly I thought, and and this is just typical me, in that I went, oh, I've got a table already designed for Age of Sigma, which is a Skaven open cast mine mm. with war. Tell me more, Steve. I'm intrigued. <laughs> so, so this is something I, I just wanted to make a, a different table. And it was a bit of an experiment. And I, I can suggest it, it kind of 95% works. And was and this idea, for one of your events? Uh, well, this is kind of what I do in that I kind of had this Gaven army and I wanted to kind of have a table for it, a t- table to play on it. Um, but this also happened to tie in and yes, it could be used at Rams at War and we can add to it. So, I mean, although we try and add event tables, uh, at least at least two of us out of the team will add one or two tables to their collection during the year. So we do end up with a reasonable sort of turnover of new stuff so that it can be fun. Um, so the, the experiment I did was um, taking, I, I, took, I found a really high res aerial photograph of a mine, an open cast mine, right from above. And then it was high res enough that I could then take it into Photoshop. I turned the muddy kind of silt puddle in the middle, bright green, so that it was, um, you know, warp sludge, warp stone sludge, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
And then what it is, I got it printed by uh, Decup Studios uh, as a mat. So you think, okay, that's great. I've got a big flat mat surface. But what I then did, and I could I could have done them as multiple prints, but you know it will cost money and stuff. So what I did is I took some uh, kind of seventy mil, uh, what used to be blue foam, foam, which is now black foam, um, which is the kind of stuff you know, a lot of us use to make hills and stuff from that you can cut with a hot wire cutter. And I made some stepped tiered hills in the same way that sort of open cast tends to do, you know, they'll set charges, they'll, you know, blow a section off, load up trucks, and then those those tiered sections sometimes even become kind of spirals that allow the trucks to, you know, bring all the raw ore up to the surface where it can be processed. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. But what it did is where these kind of raised sections were, where they sat on top of the mat, I cut the mat away and then put the mat on top of those sections. Oh, so wow, although, that, that is cool. <laughs> so the mat can never be... Well, you could use it as flat, but there would obviously be some cut lines in between. But what it does do is it continues the kind of aerial view, the top-down view. So... It's got a kind of toxic puddle in the middle. It's got some entrance ways with some little track with little mine cars on. Um, they are kind of typical kind of Scooby-Doo mine cars. So I, I look at making some 40k ones. Um, but again, well, I mean, that's a conversion project in itself, isn't it? Yeah, yes. Well, yeah, because they're, they're reasonably simple to 3D model. So I could probably make some of my own. But again, so sorry, come back to come back to the question, Steve. Um, so, so suddenly with that in mind, it's like, okay, I've now got an open cast location for my army to come from. So then that means, okay, so that can mean I can now form a, a corporation, a company that operates from it. I haven't decided what they're mining yet. Um, I'd quite like it to be a dangerous material. Um I mean, but it's the 41st millennium, so statistically, highly likely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're not going to get tin. I don't think tin's going to do it for me. Um, and then what that means is if I can get the corporation right, what I want to do, even if in, only it's in note form or in sketch form, is you want to have the, the kind of structure of the business, if you like. So we'll have somebody who is the, um, the management then we'll have the kind of senior team leaders and then we'll have the workers. And for me, and, if, and do, if do I, you think you're going to, are you going to model all those? Sorry to interrupt, but are you, are you going to model all those? Yeah. You know, are your, are your HQ is going to be the, the management of the company. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can't, can't decide. So in, in some ways in a narrative game, what I'd quite like is I'd quite like some very, very, you know, normal looking humans to make it very civilianized. Yeah. And they, and they could be, um, even if, if they were like uh, site security. Well, I think some of the, the gene stealers, no, I don't mean gene stealers. I mean, some of the Necromunda models yeah. are very, I mean, they're still military. They've still got that kind of military vibe to them. But some of the, especially the special characters, they've, they've definitely got a less militarized feeling to them. And then they're only a, you know, a, the, the best thing about gene stealer cult is that if you stick a head, a head with a with some ridges on it, then it's it's instantly gene stealer culty, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, or I, or I, a third arm. Yes, yeah, exactly. So I suppose I, I quite like the idea of having kind of this kind of outer veneer of normality, mm -hmm. and then as you kind of go either deeper into the organization or deeper into the, the the site then you can start hiding you know the aberrants and all those kind of things yeah Which is, again i mean how many normal people would want to go to this open cast mine which has got 
you know, a toxic dust that's brought up. And then, of course, we looked at the new Shadow Throne box and the, there's a there's a demo expert in there for the yes. card. Yes, very cool. So I'm Such then, a good model. Yeah, yeah. And again, I just yeah, it's got the um, kind of remote bombs that they can set off and stuff like that. Uh, so, so I think for me that was like, yeah, okay, I like that. Then also, how am I going to tackle things like ambushing and things like that? So things like, okay, well, we can actually have them mine entrances or, or even some, um, you know, uh, if this is toxic stuff, we might need to have some vents that, you know, venting certain areas off or so. You know, we could have a little bit of underground as well, and maybe that's where they're coming from. Um, so I think, and also, you know, piles of rubble, you know, what happens when, you know, am I going to des- design something that's the extraction of the ore, f- you know, from the from the, the ore from the raw rock material? How does that work? I just need to kind of think that through. Um, so that decision for me was like lots of text, brilliant. And then I look at the models and it's kind of like, right, okay, there's actually some models now which I'm going to probably not have. So things like the 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 buggies doesn't quite make sense in the ridge ridge runners no i'm, I'm yeah not, they're not going to be out searching for new sites you know we are digging this massive hole and again you know we can definitely do this 40k you know perhaps the hole is a massive spiral the same depth you know as, as a hive you know maybe how how what does that mean and what do the lower levels look like so there's lots of exciting things to do but yeah doesn't really work for me and the atalan jackals kind of strike me as a, a similar way you know are you going to be do you need motorbikes in your in your kind of open cast mining thing no I, I again i don't think so i don't i don't think they not not in the way that they're modeled and presented no well that that brings me to my next question is an Achilles Ridge Runner, you know, the model is a a four light four by four buggy, you know, dune buggy style thing, and the jackals are Gatland jackals are are dirt bikes, quad bikes. So that's what the models represent. But what are they thematically, and what does that then represent as a conversion opportunity? Because something like the Goliaths, both the trucks and the rock grinders, seem a very obvious choice for you know a mining operation. But if you're thinking light scout vehicle, um, you know a one person light scout vehicle, a l- one person you know slightly heavier, chunkier thing, you know in the quad bike, and then a kind of two person, three person scout car, essentially, you know what is that for your army? You know, is that a bulldozer or is that um, a digger? You know, I'm just looking at the Gene Silly Cults list, uh, the the product list at the moment on the website, and you know, Scout Sentinel would would make complete sense. Yeah, something for your you know allied in Astro Astromotorum, you know, via the the Gene Silly Cult rules. But because it's a a mining operation, you know, maybe you could try and get hold of some of the the Forge World Powerlifter arms or something like that, or or three D print your own. Yeah, yeah, th- th- that would they totally might... work. Yeah. I, th- I think I could definitely see them as a big pile of rubble and, you know, something needs moving out of the way and we'll just crane lift a piece out or whatever it is that they've got the articulation that the, the rock grinders won't have. So, yeah, no, I think I think they're a great fit. Yeah, what what could a, what's the equivalent of a buggy? I mean, I, I still hanker back to the days of limos and the like. So, you know, maybe is there a corporate car? You know, is there a... Yeah, maybe a, maybe that's your, maybe that's your uh, Ridge Runner, a limo. <laughs> <laughs> For them to turn up to the top of the site on, you know, they might not necessarily yeah. be driving around the, the inside of the mine, but... They've got to get from headquarters to the mine somehow. So you yeah. could even 
just having a look at the Ridge Runner, you could even ex use the Ridge Runner model and extend the back of it. So rather than it being a uh, a four by yeah. uh, an open top four by four, if you put if you bring the you know it's got this big kind of I don't know the mechanical term for it the sort of the big uh, off road suspension type, type things and the, and the big chunky tires. Now, if you made those slicks uh, by filling in the chunky tires with green stuff or something like that, uh, yep. and then brought them into the buggy rather than protruding. Yeah. And then put use some plastic card in in the frame of the wagon so that it's less um, less much less off roady and um, more like a civilian vehicle. Yeah. Then it seems like a super super easy way to have a, a limo in your army that is based off something in in game that's correct. Yeah. You know, yep. it's a Ridge Runner, but also it, it's exactly what you want from a theme perspective. Yeah, I like that. That's a and just and just make the make the rear of it. You know, it's got this kind of circular turret on it, doesn't it? And you'd have to definitely do some conversion. But Steve, you know, you, you love a, you love a project, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think that for me would be that'd be a great nod back to the old days and allow me to have a different vehicle <laughs> you know something that does something else in the game um and yeah bringing the actually bringing the wheels in board is very much very much actually makes the difference there definitely and, and i think if you bring the if you look at the front of the model it's got this kind of open bumper style thing if you if you brought the the chassis of the car around the bonnet you know down and put a big grill on it then it would make it look much more car-y. Yeah, yeah. You could yeah. even chop off the... I mean, we're going... We're, we're, like, designing a model live. But you could even chop off the... um the I guess the passenger... The, sorry, the, the, the cockpit, the, the crew compartment, so that, that remains the bonnet, and put the actual crew compartment in the back. So it's like a kind of Cruella de Vil-esque car. Yeah. You know, like a really, really old-school roadster or speedster kind of wagon where you've got this huge sweeping bonnet, like an old Morgan or something. Yeah. And then this kind of crew compartment at the back for uh, for the evil VIPs. For the execs, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Job, no, job done, uh, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. send you my uh, conversion consultancy bill. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dan. So I, th I think for me, it, to what you've just done there is, is, is kind of how I kind of make something come to life. Because if I can't get enough ticks for the models out there or conversions or whatever, then I kind of just park the project. And as I said, well, yeah, I just it's just not going to have enough kind of working for me. And I think it's things like, um, what's he called? He's called uh, Nexos. Oh, yeah. So he feels like management. Absolutely. And then very simple, just remove the holographic um, Games Workshop HQ. The Games, the Games Workshop HQ, Google Maps thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and put in the actual, uh, make a little tiered plastic card. Yeah, make your mine. Side, make the mine. So suddenly it's like okay well then that makes sense you know he's he's there that's the boardroom table so i think i think for me it's like ah that works i can make that model work for 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 what for what i want and i think sometimes that's how you make armies though isn't it or, or how one makes armies is they is you look at it especially if you're converting it yeah sometimes i i've done this with um mostly theoretical age of sigma projects um <laughs> where i've looked at it and gone what cool conversion could i use for this army and then or, or rather you know what unit could i convert using existing things so for example uh, at the moment i'm going to an age of sigma doubles event in january in warhammer world and uh, it's two 1000 point armies and i was thinking of doing like a kind of thematically paired force 
So yeah. my friend could bring, my doubles partner would bring Sylvaneth and I could bring essentially Wood Elves. But then I was thinking, right, what what could I then use? Could I use, you know, the Cities of Sigmar Wanderer rules, but then use Glade Guard models from the old Wood Elf days? And then you're kind of designing your army around what cool conversions fit this theme. And, and that's exactly approached the snake by orcs that I'm working on in a similar way of like, well, I'm going to have war bikes in it because I want to have some old school orc boar boys and convert them to be uh, bike, you know, cyborgs like the classics. So I think there's, there's no shame in restricting yourself, your, the way you build your army in that way, if that means that it's going to be yours yeah. and uniquely yours, because that's certainly that's important to me. You know, having an army that's uniquely mine is really important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that can be just literally the colours you choose to paint it. Or, I mean, lots of people are happy to, you know, match the box art and make it. But I, th- I think everyone's different, but this is how we like to tackle it. And I think as well, I'd probably, I'm probably going to do this in a couple of batches or do what I did with the Talan, which said, I'll just have a few and then before you know it, I've got loads. But, <laughs> but to be honest with myself. Well, um, what you know, there, there is a question is what kind of terrain are they um, building their uh, mine in? If they're doing it in a desert planet, Steve, then you've suddenly immediately got loads of Astro Minotaurum to ally them with. Yes. Although yes. I, I'm not sure I like that as an, I mean, clearly it's very financially, <laughs> it's a good idea to, to, so you don't need to buy a whole bunch of new Astro Minotaurum models. But I like to think, I feel like your Talon are very militarized, whereas your Gene Stealer Cult strike me as a much more kind of civilian. And you want to go for that vibe, don't you? Yeah. So, I mean, everybody, everybody likes to think their army is the best and the elitist and, you know, the best of the best with honors and all that. Um, But I do kind of feel that Talan, even though they don't necessarily play elite, they are very much tribal, family based, you know, honor is really important to them. And so to have them infiltrated by the cult without anyone knowing. Doesn't quite make sense, does it, thematically? uh, Yeah, it it would need, it would need a, a... it would need an underlying story to let that happen, I think. Yeah, you'd want to justify it with your narrative, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, um, and then in a way, I'd qu- quite like to um, paint some different colours. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want all your armies to be set on the desert, do you? And, and also, I think, you know, the corporate colours, if these, if these, people are still in their you know their mining gear you know and they're you know let, let's go mad and pretend there's some health and safety so maybe we would have some bright yellow in there although it's a bit of a big to paint but that might be unusual to see um but again as the as the the morphs get more extreme then maybe the clothes get more dusty and dirtier so you end up with that kind of caring less because they're becoming more you know best bestial so so i think that's some decisions to make um one of the other models which i liked uh was just the clamavis yeah the sort of uh, radio operator Dude. Yeah. So what I'd quite like to do is probably keep most of him as he is. But what I'd want to do is on his part and put him on a bigger base or make another base to go with him. But you want to have one of those, you know, warning sounds, which is my terrible impression. But you know, <laughs> I think you went so loud it cut out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Thankfully. For the listeners. Uh, but the idea is that we're going to, you know, there's, they're going to set explosives. You know, part of the area is going to get detonated. So everyone stay back. So kind of he has a has has kind of two roles <laughs> he has his kind of in-game role mm-hmm. and then and he has his real world goal. kind of like an air raid siren yes that's what yeah. i was trying to yeah thank you yeah well what i'll do is i'll, I'll edit in an air raid siren for, for um, the benefit of the listeners so they don't have to <laughs> i'm not sure whether that recorded properly because all i heard you say was 
like that really quickly. Oh, did you? Oh, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Droning on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing it for the past 35 minutes, Steve. <laughs> so, yeah. So, ultimately, I'm really excited for these for next year. I think I, in my way, I want to go and design the company logo, get the corporate colours sorted, um, in, in, in maybe get a couple of pieces of photos of scenery or machinery. And then how would I, you know, as a designer, which is my day job anyway, but if, as a designer, how would I apply those corporate identity to them? So does that mean, um, you know, and, and, and then when I do the logo, what I want to have with the logo in mind is how easy is it me to, you know, it looks standalone as a logo, but actually if you just take a couple of bits away here, suddenly it's got that Gene Silicon symbol in it. And have you got a, a, a name in mind for your company? No, no. Want to think yeah. about then? Yeah, that that's again you have to decide. You know, is the company has the company always been you know dormant? So perhaps there's a you know a, an element of you know, maybe there's some initials that are actually make up a cult name or something like that. Um, I don't want to be too obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> the the global strategic company, you know, GSC. <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute. Do you think this is a Gene Steeler cult? No, <laughs> they wouldn't be that obvious, would they? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So so yeah. So I think I think the I think the other thing as well. I can probably do between twenty five and fifty power level and have a bit of everything that would tell the story well, would be good fun to play and, you know, make the basis of um, good crusades. And of course, what we mustn't forget is, is a new book coming. And not only a new book in terms of a codex, but also a, a new story, you know, because with with that army, um, with the army book that's coming out, you know, the, the codex, there'll also be a new campaign story with the bot. Yes. Yeah. That's the cool thing. That's the exciting thing. And I think the pace that we're seeing the campaign books for me is great. I think, you know, if we can keep those coming at a similar pace, I mean, let's be honest, we, we know s some of them are there to kind of fill the gap until codexes come out so that armies can get a little bit of a little taste of something nice before they get they get their new codex but the books are so much more than that i think the new these these latest set have been really good for that and in terms of kind of expanding the the, the army models do you think you're going to go for just you know astro militarum if, if you're using sentinels and things like that or do you think you can see yourself adding some tyranids in you know maybe maybe they dig too deep you know like the uh, like the dwarves of kazakh dune or whatever some lord of people correct me sorry getting it wrong <laughs> you know some things were left to the, the dwarves dug, dug too deep. Dug, dug too deep? <laughs> the dwarves dug too deep. Uh, use your words, Dan. <laughs> the dwarves dug too deep and some things were meant to be left buried, I think, is the, is the line. Um, but no doubt I've got that wrong. Yeah, uh, no, no. Perhaps, exactly. that, that, perhaps that could be your G Silicon. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've got a box of nids that I'd love to do something with. And, you know, I think, you know, they'll have a book as well coming so i i think i think it'd be very easy to go oh get all these and get all these and then suddenly you line them all up and you kind of end up with that snow blindness of models to paint oh absolutely uh, and yeah you, so. you don't want to go full down do you <laughs> no you want to carefully build this army up from slow from slowly <laughs> not just like buy loads of models and get absolutely intimidated by the number that you have yeah, and I think I think because I have got a box of quite a lot of nids, all sorts, and you know, 
no efficient amount of anything but yeah a bit of everything and i think as well as if i did tackle it i I might try and do a kind of a little bit escalation in the you know you might start off with pure strains and lictors before you then start you know my games would be that you know my own crusade would be the fact that yes more of the more of the real tyranids are joining my force and then i'd i'd probably look to make up some janky rules where if for example the nids can't really find much biomass left in the um the enemy force then they might just turn around and start eating me i think that seems yeah. probably, probably fair and i think keeping you know keeping it just to vanguard organisms and small games makes absolute narrative sense as well doesn't it, it it's does. not like it's not like you're getting bio titans Sneaking around with the gene silica, are you? No. That's not until the, the planetary invasion comes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and then, you know, they are an insignificance to the Tyranids. And in some ways, they're an insignificance to whoever's fighting them as well, because, the, you know, the gene silica cult are there to, you know, hit and run, cause chaos, you know, um, break supply lines. And I think, again, having some of those sort of fun missions where it is about, you know, the, the limo and a couple of rock grinds have to rush in disable a power plant somewhere in the hub zone and then get back out again because whatever gets out makes a difference in the next game so you know maybe the 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 gene stealer's got an infinite sorry haven't got an infinite resource they need to try and make successful as many successful missions as they can but the other players basically got to try and stop them to achieve their goals and they okay they might do that or you know do that and lose everything but they have achieved for the major goal and so i think there's there's lots of stories there to be told and i think that that's that's what excites me about them and and that's that's why we we like you know gaming in this way isn't it because it's the narrative stories for us that provide the most room to create some really cool armies yes yeah and i think you know if you've got a story for your army and you share it with a yeah, mate. They may suddenly get, oh right, well I'll bring this and this, and well we can play on that table with that and this. You know, it's it's about sharing those and um, working together to make your games. Um, so yeah, it's great. What about you, Dan? What you got any plans? Um, I'm not really sure actually. That's something I'm I'm actually quite looking forward to finding out to see whether there is anything that's that kind of tempts me you know in the new in the new releases from uh, from the next year um for for now i think you know you're talking about armies with your mates i I think for me personally it would be seeing what exists in the shadow throne law for the custodies but specifically the sisters of silence um I'm, i'm really looking forward to finding out what the the new sisters of silence hq is um, they did talk about when they talked about that, that being a thing, they, someone said, oh, could I run a full system science army? And the presenters on Warhammer TV kind of said, like, no, that's that's not really a thing. You know, a, a full system science army, you know, even during the heresy, that, that, that wasn't a thing. They would they would attach themselves to, to forces. Now, I, I, I get that. But at the same time, if you're running a small crusade, you know, having 25 power level of, of sisters would be really cool. Um, and there's that amazing kind of psychic catcher black ship harvester thing in yeah. the the 30k sort of model range which i'm trying to think you know w- whether you could run that as a certain thing or whether you could call it a land raider it doesn't really have enough weapons on it i, I don't know like for me working out a way to bring that to your games because it doesn't have rules would be cool or, or maybe that's a custom data sheet you know maybe you need to yeah write your own um and that's something that that you steve really enjoys but me personally i like to 
ground my armies within the existing rules as much as I can. So that's it. That in itself is a challenge. And obviously the sisters only have three units in, in terms of the, you know, outside of the, the HQs that they're, they're bringing in. They only have the the swords or the bolt guns or the flamers. Yeah. And then if you add the, there's the pistol kind of 30k conversion set, but again, they don't exist. So what could you run those as? Again, there isn't really something within the custodians because the, the custodians book is so different. You know, you have Sisters of Silence and custodians and, and that's it. You know, they are very separate and different entities. So it's not like you could just pick a custodians unit and say, oh, these are Sagittarium custodians because they're clearly not custodians. Yeah. And and that's a challenge. So maybe that is a, a custom custom scroll, you know, that, that would make more sense in this instance. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing is, is, as soon as you say to somebody, you know, can I make an army? Everybody thinks 100 power level, you know, 1500 points. And that, that's not that's not what we're talking about here, is it? Uh, it's, we're, we're talking about a force that we're happy to play with and and that's often smaller than that absolutely absolutely and i think i think that those those forces for me personally are the ones that i'm much more likely to actually finish and do <laughs> because you know you you, sit, you we joked about you know you buying all the all the tyranids and, and having a massive army but actually that's kind of what i do because i get really excited by a project and, and buy loads of them and suddenly then find myself with you know 100 plus power level worth of miniatures and and then i don't do the army because I'm, I'm intimidated by it and I, I, I stop so perhaps if i do limit myself to only 100 power then i'm much more likely to actually start and finish the army as a as a project yeah yeah and i have to say i've, I've played quite a few you know 25 power level games and although they're quick and yes sometimes they can be one-sided they're still really good fun <laughs> they're still really good fun and if you play the missions some of the you know the smaller missions that we've got in the mission packs there's some cracking ones in there and some of them are like you're like it's gonna be really really hard to do this and you don't you don't do it but actually what if you did what if you did smash it? It would have been amazing. So I think it's, uh, yeah, it's how you, how you want to play your games and how you want to bring it to it. So, and I think for me, you know, going back to Gene Sealer's, Gene Sealer Cult, I, I, I kind of want to start with a little bit of, you know, some some frontline workers, some workers, some, some you know, abhorrence, and then a bit of management. And I can then paint those up and know that actually, yes, it, you know, everything's all of those sort. If I want to expand in one or the other as my story takes me, no problem. They're all you're all covered because, you know, so with management, you know, do they have still some corporate colors, but maybe they're more black and navy in them? Because that's typical, <laughs> we say, maybe dark gray or something. But then maybe the more ones literally at the coal front or the rock front, um, you know, they may have to have more high vis on them. So how does that work? So, yeah, I think keeping it small, manageable, um, and yeah, and ultimately, if you find, actually, I, I'm just happy with this 25 power level and a vehicle, that'll do. And, you know, you've, you've made it, you've got some fun and you've got something to play um, narrative games with. Totally agree, Steve. Absolutely. And often those those small games will perhaps inform the future of your army if if it is going to have a future. You know, we're talking about keeping it nice, short and sweet and manageable. But maybe as you do play games and start you know a campaign then the way your army expands is, is a lot more natural yeah yeah exactly it, it kind of grows into the spaces you create through the gaming yeah and, and your gaming will inevitably inform the way you expand and grow 
So I suppose the, the the next question would be for me, you know, what what army I'm going to do outside of just a small custodies force. But that is something that I do probably want to explore once after maybe the Christmas previews, because often they run a Christmas or New Year preview, don't they? And it would be yeah. really cool to see what's coming, um, because I, I do want to start a brand fresh new army, and uh, I am curious to see what's next in the world of 40k. Um, but we're not going to talk about any wish listing now, because what we're, we're actually going to do is um, uh, we're going to bring Gary and Tom on uh, from the Realm Rift podcast, and we're going to be talking about uh, the year in review and uh, our hopes and dreams for next year. Um, so that will be a future episode to look forward to. And if you don't already listen to Realm Rift, uh, then I can thoroughly recommend checking them out on uh, on iTunes or Spotify or wherever. So um, that's it from us. A, a nice, short, sweet episode talking about uh, Steve's Gene cult plans. And, um, you know, maybe we'll see some Sisters of Silence from me in the future as well. But who knows? Who knows? As ever with this hobby, there's also so much uh, more, so many more models and uh, and project ideas than there is time to actually do them. So watch this space, I suppose. If you do want to uh, to check out um, any of Steve's projects or indeed mine, uh, then you can head over to our uh, social media for the podcast, which is at AOTI40K, um, or you can check out Steve. Uh, he is tin racer steve on twitter and i'm danger mouse 425 of course we're aoti 40k on instagram and facebook as well and as always you can send us a voice note on anchor.fm forward slash aoti 40k uh, and if you want to go old school and just use traditional email then we are ashes of the imperium at gmail.com so until next time keep calm crusade on cheers guys <laughs>